My good friend Andy Kurtz and I decided to do a design podcast. Like most design podcasts you may hear, we will cover a wide array of design topics. We will speak about branding, packaging, marketing, and brand loyalty. What makes it unique is that it comes from our perspective as small boutique design owners dealing with the ins and outs of the everyday work environment. We are hands-on from start to finish with all of our clients, have well-rounded appreciation of all aspects that may go into a brand, and to let you in on a little secret, we really love what we fucking do. Kirk Faisola is the founder and creative director of Mind the Font, a full-service CPG branding and packaging design agency. And Andy Kurtz is the founder and creative director of Buttermilk Creative, an agency that focuses on packaging and branding design for the specialty food and beverage space. Together, we are Kirk and Kurtz, and this is the Kirk and Kurtz Design Podcast. Kirk and Kurtz, number 44. You got played to the max, part two. Talking to people, and I love hearing what they need and then figuring out a solution for them. I don't necessarily want to, you know, like I, I creative direct the solution, but I don't want to necessarily open up the design application and then, you know, get it print ready and all that kind of stuff. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What what percentage of your time are you on your business and what percentage of your time are you in your business? Oh my gosh. Oh man. Well, I'll tell you exactly what I tell my business coach who I'll see tomorrow for a half day uh, little uh, coaching session is, oh man, I'm probably in the business. Well, yeah, I'm probably in the business 75, 80% and I'm, not working and then i'm working on the business not nearly as much as i should um so yeah no it's no that that is that's a constant struggle mainly because i try to figure out how i i started this wanting to um grow like a five to ten person studio and and then just by nature of that not happening um didn't get there and it's just my wife and i and then the pandemic hit, we didn't have to close an office. We didn't have to lay off anybody. And I was like, I think that's why it never sort of clicked for me because somehow the universe knew that this like seismic shift in work was coming. And, and so, um, so we've just sort of leaned into it. I always felt like a failure because I wasn't building a team. And then when I took a step back, I was like, but maybe that's not my destiny is to build a team. Maybe it's just to be a really effective, you know, like team of two it's not a team of like five to ten um so yeah so no, but, I, yeah it's a yeah hard. i i really yeah man i think for me the the biggest thing that you just mentioned being in the business or on the business that's that just like blew my mind because <laughs> i hardly spend any time promoting myself or thinking about ways to improve or I'm always just like doing things and not really, it's like just a scatterbrained ideas of, of stuff. And it just, I don't even know how to even process things sometimes, but like, how are you on time, Max? We don't want to I'm always, I'm always late. No, I'm good. I okay. can, I can do this all day. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can tell. What does it say? There's <laughs> a, a movie I saw, I think it was Shawshank Redemption or something. It said, man, shit, Max got more stories in the Bible. <laughs> that's true unfortunately that's not unfortunate man this is, this is great uh, no no this is this yeah. is awesome you guys you guys I, the, this thing keeps circling in my head and, and perhaps it's it's uh it'll either go you know the Austro australian toilets or the 
North American toilets. Uh, good is, uh, or perfect is the enemy of good. Voltaire said that. And I often, like, as a perfectionist, by, you know, proud perfectionist, I've learned that, like, done is better than perfect. And yeah. I find myself in a place as a creative where the on and in quotient, I, I ran, I started a consultancy in, in um, 17, uh, really, uh, by the, by the beginning of 18, it was really cooking. I had a bunch of clients and I was like, I was doing really well. And then um, one client kind of bogarted all of my time, you know, and I, they, they wanted an in-office person. They wanted me there, you know, most days. And, mm-hmm. um, and then suddenly they didn't. And I, I felt like it was going the other way, you know, and it, it had yeah. nothing to do with me. It had to do with where the money was for them. And they had a couple of things not work out. And as a result, they, they pulled me in and what I thought was going to be a conversation about like, Hey, we, you know, we want you here full time. Um, cause I, I loved the work. Um, uh, they said, we're, uh, we're unfortunately at the end of your contract, we have to cut bait. Um, and I spent a couple months just kind of like reeling a couple months, I spent like a year. <laughs> reeling. <laughs> um, and I, and I closed the consultancy, you know, and I, I went full time somewhere else and I, I loved where I went. Um, but in the process, what I learned was like I hated because I was trying to like get it going again. All the other clients had kind of, you know, gone, gone, gone to pasture, gone the way of the dinosaur. And I and I found myself like somehow forgetting how to tap into the new business muscle mm-hmm. or the or the pitching myself muscle. Mm-hmm. And I would do it. I think it would go great. And they'd be like. Um, you kind of gave us everything in your pitch that we need. So <laughs> uh, thanks. <laughs> um, or they just, they just flat out just ghost me. And yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's dating, mating and relating, right? It's, it's uh, you were sniffing each other's butts and trying to figure out, you know, will this work or won't it? And, mm-hmm. and for a long, for a long time, I thought like, man, maybe there's something wrong with my approach. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Um, I I've, I've learned a lot since that time, but I'm curious to hear, you know, your guys' stories about. Motherfucker, this is our podcast, not yours. <laughs> Don't be sitting here asking us questions. It's just shit. become Max's podcast. Oh, oh my gosh, little... I'm getting shot through. Max comes to us and says, hey, uh, uh, I'm a little rusty. But apparently, <laughs> 45 minutes in, the rust is kicked off, and he's ready to start interviewing us. Damn, what the- <laughs> so welcome welcome back to the No First Podcast. I'm your host, Max Wall. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. And we're back. <laughs> it's a funny farm. Oh. <laughs> back to you, Chip. No, that's great. Yeah, we just need we need Robin laughing over in the corner. <laughs> oh, that's that's R-O-B-I-N that's for the for the for the young folks keeping score yes. at home. Yes. Uh so no, your question was again, how do we what? Like when you're lost. When you're like lost in like lacking clients or like like um i'm curious to hear you know mm. what muscles you exercise or what parts of yourself you had to go back you know like i'm looking to add additional training to my mm. to my bag of tools right and i mm-hmm. i i see myself more leaning veering more to the creative side than to the marketing side which is going back to your question about my linkedin post like man, I get hired all the time as like a brand expert and I'm sitting in the room and they're like, so um, we need you to run our social media. And I'm like, I, I, I don't 
want you to come to me and say like, Hey, that, why didn't that Instagram yeah. post get 200 likes? <clears throat> like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, cause yeah. you have dumb pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andy, do you want to go first or do you want me to, cause I know you don't like thinking on your feet. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> um, I, it's weird. The pandemic really, I think for me, at least the shift in work, not all the terrible things that happened out of it, but the shift in work and networking was a gift to me and a huge opportunity because I'm in North Carolina and I've always been a big, big believer in you don't have to live in a major metro. Like I went to art school. So a lot of my friends went to LA, went to New York, went to major cities for opportunity. They were going to go be editorial illustrators. And if you're going to do that, you have to be right down the street from the New Yorker or wherever, you know? And, um, but I was like, no, in this day and age, like, and this was uh, a while ago, this day and age of email and the internet, like you can live anywhere. Um, and so I was like, well, you know, so anyways, I was like that I've never thought of that as a hindrance, but as I, worked more i'm like yeah i can see the benefit why are all these huge amazing design studios in boulder in denver in austin obviously in new york and all that kind of stuff but i'm talking about like like cpg um designers yeah Yeah. and and i'm like well that's because that's where all these damn companies are and they're all they, they literally poke their head out the door and they're like i need someone to design packaging and it's like all these like studios are lined up and then i'm over here in north carolina like What'd you say? And then the pandemic happens and I am, I get to do these, like, I get to go do, um, you know, uh, happy hour in Austin virtually. And then I get, so I get to meet all these people, get on it, like these Slack groups. And that's how I met Kirk. And, you know, so all this stuff, and I got plugged into all these networking opportunities and which has led to in-person stuff now. So really, I just keep going back to what I was doing in the the sort of network that was built over the past two or three years. And that really, that literally transformed. I mean, I was stuck before the pre-pandemic. I was like, do I go to food shows all the time? And like, that's how I meet clients. How do I, and luckily I had the fresh market, uh, you know, the sort of like the alumni that left there grocery buyers and and uh, merchants and things like that that would you know connect with me and stuff but it wasn't enough to keep me afloat so it was it was that was a huge struggle and now it's like i feel like there's part of it that's humming along because of all that that happened over the past three years um so yeah that's you just blew, I, you just that's, blew, you blew my mind completely <laughs> blew my mind for one reason I have floundered as a yeah. result of the pandemic completely. Mm. I mean, yeah. in addition to, we were living in a city, I was living in St. Louis, my hometown, um, where I, I hadn't lived until 2018. I, I moved back in 2017 at the end of 2017, uh, when, when a relationship went South and nothing was really working out for me. And I was living in Los Angeles and, um, a bunch of things happened at home in my hometown and it suddenly was like oh well i'll i'll try to do this for a little while and then i found myself like 
um, without a network, without like people to hang out with. Mm-hmm. None of my friends lived in St. Louis anymore. I, d- I didn't have the relationships that I had when I lived there literally 20 years earlier. <laughs> like yeah, right. I hadn't been really been living there full time since college. And, um, and yeah. And so that like started it. And then at the apex of COVID, we moved to a town where we knew literally no one, but we were 50 minutes north of a town where I thrived. I thrived in the city of Chicago, but I live in a town that's far enough away that I don't get down there as often as I'd like. I don't mm-hmm. run, and I, and I'm a kind of, I'm the kind of like tertiary networker. I see you out. We brush up against each other a handful of times, and then suddenly we're working together or we're hanging out or doing something. Mm-hmm. And I have, I, I, I have a social issue in that I have a better relationship at times with the guy who's making my coffee than often I do with my significant other and not to get on the psycho- psychologist couch, but like, <laughs> I, th- I think that there's something to be said for the extrovert who gets his energy from the fresh yeah. market checkout lady, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I lost that and I have yet to mm. really truly recapture it. And I'm in a smaller community and, Mm-hmm. the bumping into people and the brushing up against one another. And LA wasn't great for that either, to be totally honest. I remember telling a friend in Chicago, he was like, how's it going out there? And I was like, you know, I had a meeting with Netflix today. He goes, oh, great. And I was like, let me finish. I was in Los Feliz on my way to Netflix in Santa Monica, meeting in Santa Monica. And I'm over the mountains, pulling into like the coffee shop after an hour of commuting. And she cancels on me 15 minutes before the call. No. <laughs> and that was like the anecdote to end all anecdotes from my experience mm-hmm. out there. I basically didn't live in LA. I lived on the highway. For, for all of you, for all of you who will take offense to this. Yes. Offense. LA fucking sucks. Yes. offense. <laughs> like there's, there's no, I wouldn't say it. I don't know no about offense. that. I hate it. I fucking hate that place. <laughs> I love, I love living on the East side, being able to get out. Like I would walk out my door and there'd be a, like, I say this lovingly, there was a coyote at the end of the driveway, you know, and I'd go hiking in the hills behind my apartment and um, I could throw a soft top in the back of my mom's 2000 Volkswagen Cabrio and be surfing in an hour and a half. Like See, that's that all, was amazing. That's all stuff about the actual geographical Place. location of it. Right. The people yeah. are what bothered me <laughs> in LA because they're mostly, <clears throat> unless you get people who are real people from LA they're they're real but you get those people who are like looking at you for something or wanting to get something from you that's the shit that sure. drives me crazy it's always but isn't always that angle. isn't that everybody in a way like i've 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 resigned myself to that maybe that, like, but we're all kind of we're all kind of brushing up against each other again but, trying to figure out what what value we have to one another in a way and that's not a bad thing it's just being honest about it and like being kinder to one another about it. Mm-hmm. I think that what you're talking about and what I kept experiencing in Los Angeles is like, um, it kind of begins and ends at the meeting. Yes. And there's no, there's no like, right. There's no real connection. Like, and that's, and- that's the thing. Like if I have, I am a, a, a social introvert. I can be social and extrovert when I need to, but I can't take people for long amounts of time. Like when I'm done and well, I apologize, Andy I can knows, get out of here. No, <laughs> <laughs> Andy knows. Andy knows this. Like I'll just say, "Hey, man, I'm done talking," and I'll leave. All right, or I'm I'll out. Stop talking. Yeah, like like that's it. <laughs> um, but but for me, I just 
if you're going to take my time, I want to have some time. Like, I want quality time from you. I don't want this bullshit winking a gun. Hey, let's go. You know how many people I met, like, at WonderCon or at conventions down there say, hey, let's get together. And, like, me, I'm a genuine person. If I say to someone, let's get together, or, hey, when you're in town, you can stay at my house, I, I fucking mean it. Like, I'm not yeah. just saying it to say it. Like, if, if you need a place to stay, you can come You can come to my house. Amen. And, and I mean it. So it's not like – I just realized that that's a lot of the – the game there i just i just don't play that game and that's why i think and, and plus traffic sucks that's the other thing that was my experience in both both coasts in yeah. new york and in yeah. los angeles it was a lot of like what have you done for me lately <laughs> hey let's get together and then never hear from them again yeah in chicago that's... if you say let's get together you mean it and, right. and if you if you do it enough times and you don't mean it you're yeah. out of my life guy you're with the kielbasta <laughs> yeah. okay yeah like yeah, yeah. um just, for for me the the connection or the thing that i do when we're low since i kind of got this off on a tangent or when i'm low is any put perfectly as far as the pandemic happening us having smaller businesses that do good work really helps us when people are just looking online for things and yeah. they're like oh look at this person's work and it's like oh wow that's really good it's like yeah that's me that's my work and people are usually taking it back like oh wow who did that said that's all my work like oh wow that's great I'm like yeah and i love doing the creative processes so when i get stuck i i do other things that are always creative i tell people i'm a creative person by nature that likes to problem solve and my means of problem solving is just has been predominantly graphic design but i'm yeah. always inventing things and writing stories and thinking of scripts and and like, there's been times where I've sent Andy like crazy, like, hey, here's what I'm working on. What's it for? I don't know. I'm just doing it. And it's just all the different things that help me to create, to get out of a funk. Like to get mm -hmm. out of a funk I'm in, I actually do stuff that I love to do. Not necessarily to help build a business, not necessarily help to get clients. And that's just, just to kind of get out of my own head and just have some free, free movement, yeah. free thought. Like being absolutely like being in the fucking you know, roundabout cloth or clothing rack in a grocery store and hanging out there and having and having your own world. Like, Bert and Ernie. Dude, <laughs> you, you talked about Bert and Ernie, which is what our cars are named. Our cars are named Bert and Ernie. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> it's, being in that rack, it's like the whole world's open. But it, it didn't matter what was going on outside because you created everything intrinsically. Like, that's what you thought of. Like, you see a thing out there, oh, maybe they'll come to life, but your brother was just like enjoying collecting stuff, right? And so there's always like this room to create when things around you don't even make sense. That's how I feel. Like when things don't make yeah. sense, I, I I try to create. That's how I deal with it. But well, so deadlines you... deadline deadlines are deadlines are hard for me. Mm. And I'm the kind because <laughs> I'm I'm the kind of person who um I need to sit with it for a little while. Because mm -hmm. more often than not, when I sit with it, what will happen is like like a random thought will come to my head yep. like oh jessica tandy's last film and i'm like going and searching for this like one line that she has in this <laughs> movie called nobody's fool that nobody saw and and i'm like oh yeah that's it that's that's why i thought of that and then you get you get it and you put it down on paper and then you show it to the client and they're like well i'm sorry that you turned your paper in late max you get a c but this line from jessica tandy man that was yeah. <laughs> right, it's pretty great, and I'm like, well, you wouldn't have gotten that if I'd turned it in on time. Um, I think, but that's a lot, dude. That's God. That's just fucking so good. Three thoughts come in my head. One, the illustration <laughs> teacher that I was talking about, 
the illustration teacher I was talking about said you should be a nerd. He told us like you should be a nerd about the stuff you do. You're you're obsessed about. He mm -hmm. said if you're not struggling and obsessing with something, you're not coming up with the right solution. Like mm -hmm. that's the thing. Two, yeah, we need to have time as creatives to do things. And so when someone looks, especially at a at an agency or an in-house department, and they see the design team and they're not coming up with things like it's like here's how it works. We, we're not they're idle. Up. Yeah, we're not CPAs. Yeah. We can't just crunch numbers. Yeah. Like yeah. we have to have we have to have something that clicks. It could be two minutes. It could be two weeks. It could be fucking two years. Right? It like, could be my eighth my eighth grade book report that right. literally just helped me on a client project, and I'm like, wow, I didn't know that I was going <laughs> to be needing this book from when I was 14. Dude, and that's <laughs> holy crap. That's the third point. Is like there's been so many times where I've gone back to something, and I look at it and like that isn't finished. I'm like, oh my god. This, why was I doing it this way? And you fix it. Or you look at stuff yeah. you've done. And it's like, you go back to it. It's like, it's just, it takes time. It, it terrifies me. I look at some of the projects that um, I've done and it terrifies me to think if it had ended a week earlier or, mm. you know, like, I'm like, I would not have come up with that. Oh. Cause that, that falling water was designed in 30, fall, falling water was designed in 30 minutes. Right. Like Kaufman uh, yeah. said, I'm I mean, on my just... way to, I, I land, I just landed in Milwaukee. I'm on my way to Taliesin build. I want to see the plans for my house. Frank built <laughs> like, the house shit. in 30 <laughs> minutes. Like amazing. Yeah. It's just, that's yeah. It. I, yeah. And, and I, I don't mean to undermine like the, that you have to sit with something for a long time to get that one little nugget, that one little like piece of, of inspiration that, that like just hits. But yeah, I, I'm just like, it, it just, yeah, that's, that's a nightmare of mine of like not spending it. It's like, did I, and now did I cut that creative process short, send mm. it to the client? We sent it to print. What if I should have, should I could have kept pushing it yeah. or whatever, but, sure. um, but, but yeah, there, there are lots of like organizational psychologists, behavioral scientists who refer to like the deadline and the person who can work against that deadline, like not necessarily as a procrastinator, but as somebody who like understands that the heat of the moment is actually when the, mm -hmm. the meat cooks. Right. Yeah. And that's, mm. that's a, that's an awesome thing to think about. I tell, I have to tell myself that sometimes like, Oh, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm kind of waiting for the last yeah. minute. Cause I know that all of the form, all of the form formative thoughts of my ADHD brain or whatever you want to label my brain, right. they're going to come together in this like, colorful cohesive way where two th disparate things that you wouldn't think would go together suddenly make perfect sense Gel. and right and like uh, yep um, no dude that, that's that's so amazing i mean I, honestly we probably could do this all fucking day but we're we've been here for quite a long time um and i want really to appreciate the time guys dude oh my god this has been amazing do you have any last thoughts that you want to get out before we close what what does the future hold for Max? What what do you what's on the horizon yeah. for you right now? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, the last several roles that I've had, I've been, um, I've been in house working for one brand, and I've kind of been the wild hair in the office, um, the misunderstood, right? The miscreant, the the bad, the bad guy with the creative, with the creativity and the right. and the weird, weird ideas about how to evolve the brand. Um, 
And part of me thinks that it may benefit me to have a little bit of, to take a step back or a step down, if you will, in my career and actually delve more deeply into creative uh, than I ever have. I've always kind of been the person that's the, I say I'm a sales-driven creative. I've always been responsible for both sales and marketing and brand and creative. And I feel like the part of me that really thrives is the part that's working on brand and creative. And I know that that's a cost center. I know that that's problematic. So maybe it's, maybe the next phase of my career looks like I'm working in a space where I have a group of people that I work with on a consistent basis. And then a group of clients that I work with on a consistent basis. Yep. That's um, I'm also, I'm also up for a couple of roles right now in-house at a couple brands. So I am hoping that <laughs> one of those works out, but at the same time, like, um, it does feel like the last, uh, the last few, the last few experiences I've had, especially post post pandemic, that I've felt like um, I've felt like the world that I'm building is a world where I am able to create every day and play in the pools that you guys play in so comfortably. I, yeah. I've never been that, so yeah, that's I, where I'm hoping to go. That, that's a, that's There's a great my daughter. Hi. Hey, Rami. Hey, Rami. What's up? Oh, that's okay. We're just wrapping up. We, we yeah. Never. That, that's that's the hint. Like, be done. Hey, Dad. You've been on too long. Hi, Rami. What's up, Rami? How are you? Hi. How's it going? I see you. Let I'm me. Um, gotta stop. Here, she she can't hear us. Okay. There you go. Can you hear him now? They're saying hey, hey. hi there. Hi, Rami. Nice to meet you. Romy, Ro. Oh, Romy. Sorry. Oh, Romy. Romy. And our our other son, our our oldest is Arlo. This is um, Romy, and then our youngest is Oliver. Oliver. And we realized the other day that we've named two children after members of the band XX. And we were like, <laughs> we missed out with uh with uh Jamie um for Arlo, but ja anyway. Jamie, that's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So nice to meet you. Say thank you. Hey, uh, <laughs> Max, hold on after we close because we do a proper goodbye yeah. to you. But we're gonna close. But I'm Kirk Feisel. I'm the founder and creative director of Mind the Font, and I'm here with my good friend Andy Kurtz, founder and creative director of Buttermilk Creative, along with Romy and Max. And uh, this has been the Kirk and Kurtz Design Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you, Max. That was awesome. All right, we're out. Okay, cool, man. Thank you. Dude, that was that was like the, the coolest thing ever, dude. I, uh... Thank you so much for tuning into the Kirk and Kurtz Design Podcast. Special thanks to Max Wassler for being in with us. It was really a treat. And we hope to see you all next time. Peace.